It's Tardy to the Party, a podcast. Yeah. Uh, wow, you had to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just, no, I actually did that. You just had a Vietnam flashback on the show. I did that intentionally. Okay. Uh, don't bother trying going back and be like, I'll start over, because I uh, just, I don't know. Uh, we're just going to have a car crash sound gonna, in the middle of that. We're gonna, <laughs> no, just silence. Uh, uh, we're going to fill our pop culture holes with various pieces of media we haven't seen mm-hmm. before. And this week we're filling it with a big uh, Alfred Hitchcock-shaped uh, butt plug <laughs> That's of, a big hole. It is. It's a big hole for dial. Actually, Alfred Hitchcock's silhouette would probably make a pretty good butt plug. It's all rounded and it's pleasantly true. soft. And, yeah. yeah. It's dial dun, M dun, for dun, murder. Dun, 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 yeah. And murder. This is my first Hitchcock movie I've, I've actually managed to watch the all the way till the end of. I've tried to watch the uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies in the past, and I've always been so bored of falling asleep halfway through. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've seen the... I've seen Have most seen... of the birds. I've seen... I've never sat down and watched the birds in one sitting, but I've seen it, the whole thing, in com- in p- bits and pieces while, like, flipping through the channels on mm. cable. Psycho? Uh, Psycho, again, I bored the shit out of me as a kid. Mm. I tried to watch... What's the one with the, the, the airplane that chases Cary Grant? Oh, through? North by Northwest. I tried to watch that. got bored halfway through. Mm. It was just boring. Fucking yeah. boring. I was pleasantly surprised by Dial, but, Dial, what I call Dial M for murderousness. We've been doing this for a year now. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what do you think I thought of Dial M for murderousness? I was pleasantly surprised by this, so I think you would like it too. I really, really, <laughs> really like this movie. Okay, so what's your history this with This is a good-ass movie! What, what, so you suggested this, this is your choice. Yeah. What's your history with Hitchcock before? Do you like I his other really movies? I don't really have any. Okay, so you look kind of like me, where you're kind of like, yeah. you've always heard of the guy. I, I drew Wario as Hitchcock once. That's my history <laughs> with Hitchcock. <laughs> That's something you could do, yeah. yeah. Um, here's my here's my uh, uh, Waluigi as David Lean for some reason. <laughs> no, Waluigi was uh, Nosferatu. Oh, You've seen that shit. The hell? Are you? I've seen yeah. your binder. I can't remember that being no, it was, specifically it was, in there. No, it was on the interwebs. Oh, okay, you can yeah. find it on Twitter God or damn. somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, it's, this is yeah a, Dial M for Murder is not a bad movie. I was not expecting to... I was kind of expecting it to be like, okay, I'm getting through it, I'm getting through it. But I was, I was like, oh, man, I want to see what happened next. Especially for a quiet movie that ta- only has like three main actors, mm-hmm. takes place in this one apartment, essentially... Yeah. Which is actually kind of like what it's 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 one of the bonuses of the film that it's this very quiet, almost like claustrophobic little movie. Yeah. Uh, you can totally tell this movie is based off of play. Yeah, yeah, well, because about, it takes place on yeah, one set. About twenty minutes in, I'm like, this feels like a play because the whole thing is through it's people talking. There's yeah. not that much action or anything like that. It's just little. It's it's the the, the games that people play against each other, cat and mouse thing of dialogue, and people yeah. can will they accidentally reveal themselves to be a bad person through conversation and things like that and yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah no it's, it's 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 a good this is a good little flick um music is by it's a wonderful life's dimitri tiomkin just this is that some, out there there's a lot of points in this movie where like the music has happened i'm like am i watching a disney film it's very it's kind of bright and sparkly yeah. yeah especially the opening credits the opening credits are fucking whimsical as shit yeah it's like, like a big m with the on the it's phone it's got kind of slightly crookedy goofy fonts yeah but yeah the, the big did you know this movie was filmed in 3d no because i don't realize until i came up the thing because there's nothing in the, this movie that like really Jumps screams like yeah like like there's not mm. like giant scissors coming out of the screen or anything like yeah. that which is funny because i've seen house of wax which is i think made almost like the same year as this and that's nothing there's a whole famous scene at the beginning of that movie where it's just like a popcorn be- vendor playing yo-yo <laughs> or like like throwing yeah. the yo-yo at the audience and shit like that <laughs> um it's almost like hitchcock knew what he was doing almost like that 
Um, but yeah, so it starts. This movie starts off in was it London? Yeah, and, and there's uh, uh, Queen Mary arrives today, but that never comes. That never is gets that a thing? Is that again. just like a yeah, newspaper or something? Like, something like that. And I wrote it down. I was like, oh, this okay. might be integral to the plot. No, oh. no. And then there's a married question mark couple smooching. Yeah, and a very set up. I love how it starts because it's so theatrical. Where they're like, it's it's fat. It's it's fat. <laughs> It's like copyright infringement, uh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously, I don't know if they wanted to get Jimmy Stewart for this role, but they couldn't, and they just went for a guy who's kind of like a little bit too old and too fat for Jimmy Stewart. But yeah, it's it's fake Jimmy Stewart kissing a super hot wife, and then the camera pulls around this kind of big loopy move, and yeah. then they're kind of just talking and stuff. Yeah, know? there's a lot of darling in this movie. This is def- This is a hardcore darling movie. Well, especially Grace. Oh, this yes, is- darling. This is the darling, first movie I've darling. sat through with Gene Kelly, or not Gene Kelly. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be making that mistake a whole bunch of it with Grace <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. And Grace Kelly is the epitome of, oh, what are you doing? Oh, the super, yeah. super affected continental accent. Oh, I don't think we could ever do that, darling. Yeah. Oh, go, go, jump, blah, blah. To the point that she sounds like a caricature of herself. Yeah. There's a, on Saturday Night Live a couple years ago, I guess they had a skit where Kate McKinnon from Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. she did a send-up of, of Casablanca, and her idea of how they talked Almost seems like it's taken from this movie because she's like, "Oh, darling, darling, yeah. don't you break up with me, no." And yeah, Grace Kelly, she's beautiful. She's not a bad actress, but her like, yeah, her like. Oh, the 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 way people talk in this is is like seventy percent of my fascination what? with it, just because yeah. the way they like they just present the dialogue in such a matter of fact like way like oh well yes uh, somebody's been murdered i suppose yes well that will be a bother for them (laughs) won't it well it doesn't help they actually do have like a constable shows up who's totally like that like oh what's this what's all this then yeah um well you (sighs) you find you see her and uh what's mark Mark, yeah. what's her name? I've I never wrote I just, down her Grace name. Grace Kelly. That's <laughs> yeah. I in my notes it just you know, the funny thing is I didn't take that much on the way to notes because I was actually like involved enough in the film that I wasn't like not. Yeah. I mean I made basic notes about the plot and stuff like that and little things I noticed, but like yeah, what her name's Margot I think. Yeah, Margot. Margot, yeah. and I guess her husband's name is what Tony, Tony Windis. Yeah, Tony. so she, I guess she's Margot Windis. Tony. Uh, uh, yeah, and Margot is talking to uh, Mark. Who they're having an affair. Yeah, he writes crime stories. She's an American. From, how does it cut from she's smooching on Tony? The suddenly she's hanging out with Mark. I can't remember. I think it, it just the camera. It's just like an establishing yeah. shot, but then it just suddenly cuts. And then to I the, think yeah. it estab- they're smooching, so you're like, oh, she was just smooching that guy. Oh yeah, they're just drawing that. that it's like a wordless parallel. Yeah, because okay, yeah. it guts cuts. I think this movie hauls ass in terms of like its exposition and stuff. I'll get back to it. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> you don't think so? No, no, I said I'll come back to that, because yeah. I was going to make a point, but I'll make it later. Uh, and she's talking about her husband. Tony, Tony's, Tony's changed. Tony's changed. He used to play tennis, but now he he doesn't. He got a job. And, uh... I had to look up to see where Gene Kelly was... Or Gene Kelly. Grace <laughs> Kelly. Well, you should just make well, a marker. Ding! Ding it every time movie, you say that. Everyone in the movie, except for the constable, is from America. Even Grace Kelly, even though she has the, she has the most affected accent. Well, Tony, the actor that plays Tony is apparently Welsh. Is that what it is? That's what I read on lines. Oh, okay. I totally misread everything. Maybe but I'm, you think he would have the weird not. accent that... You think he'd be... Well, no! He's like, hey, how you doing? Sorry to anybody He's Welsh He's American, there. though, right? 
Does he have a Welsh accent? Uh, not that I, I don't noticed. Know. I don't. I don't know. Think it so. that doesn't matter. Anyway, plot stuff. Plot stuff. Uh, so they're talking, and uh, he's like, "Hey, yo, I sent you all these letters," and she's like, "I burned them all." He's like, "No, all but one," and she's like, "Yeah, I kept one." <laughs> And then, um, she does rub her nipples too, which she <laughs> playfully plays with her tits while she's like, because yeah. that's the, that's what Daniel just no, did while he's recording. I didn't do that. I grabbed my earphones, my well, earbuds that are hanging on the. Your Coy Grace Kelly impression is kind of alarming, uh, though. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but she pulls she lost, her nipples like she tits. lost. She lost her letter to her boo, and then yeah, well, somebody she... blackmailed her, being like, she lost her purse. Yeah, so what happened? She kept one of the layer, one of the most explicit, uh, explicit layer letters that Mark sent her, saying, "Honey, I want to bang you so hard, it ain't even funny." She mm-hmm. loved that letter so much, she kept it in her purse for like years on end until it got stolen from her while she was at the train station. And then, yeah, I'm sorry. Then go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Two weeks later, she gets a note from yeah, somebody saying, "Somebody hey. saying black, I'm send me fifty pounds or else." I'll, fifty pounds doesn't seem like a mind. lot. Yeah. Well, no, because well, it is quite a bit. 60 years ago, I guess. Yeah. Without thinking about 50, I mean, that's $50 now, but yeah. I guess back um, then that was like, you know, a so, bazillion but, dollars. But she, like, uh, she sent the money, but then she went to the address where she sent the money, and the package was still there. Nobody ever picked it up. Yeah, it's just like, just it's a little gift shop that people something? just use yeah. as a front for dropping off packages and stuff. But yeah, yeah. She, that's why she's actually confounded, because no one ever bothered to do anything with Yeah, it, so and then yeah. she got the, the this purse back with... The, no, she didn't get the letter back. She got the purse back. She found it at Lost and Found. Yeah, at the But the, the train letter station. was not in it but yeah. anymore. So she doesn't know what to do now. She's, there's she's, a point she's where, a little like, freaked out. Yeah, there's a point where they're, uh, uh, they're standing in front of just... Like a dozen different booze bottles. Like these are the booziest <laughs> hey, motherfuckers. It's nineteen fifties, you're rich, you got nothing else to do when you're not playing tennis or when you're not shopping as Grace Kelly and yeah, yeah. just gonna and get fucking shit. Mark shocked. is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Tony about us and she's like, Don't do that. He's changed, he's changed and I was expecting like some war veteran that's all fucked up and is like, Oh man, I'm fucking no, psychotic the now. Dude's like a middle aged motherfucker. He yeah. doesn't play tennis anymore because he's like fucking fifty nine years old. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not like his fault that things have changed. He got old, and she's like, "Oh, but you know what? This doesn't make because as as young as I assume Grace Kelly was, he would only be young enough to play tennis when she was like five years old. Like, what the hell is their relationship about? It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, from this era, that dude could have been like twenty five and just smoked and drank so much. He now looks that old. He looks like a rotting fucking wall of just like cheese paper fucking falling off. And the Mark is like. Oh, if you don't love me anymore, why didn't you burn that letter? And they're like, oh, smooch. <laughs> uh, she was born in 1929. <laughs> so that makes sure she looked 24 when they made this yeah. movie. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and then they smooch it up. but And it's that old-timey smooch where they just mash their faces together. Yeah. And he makes a face like he's smelling a fart. Because that's how romance worked back then. How, Grace Kelly is pretty hot. How do you do that? Because you'd think that'd be a fun time. Maybe it was gay. Kissing Grace Kelly. It could be gay. That's uh-huh. entirely possible. Gay. Considering uh, even if he was gay in the 1950s, no one would ever found out. And then darling. More darlings. Darling. Darling. And then he's like, oh, go out to dinner. I can't go. I've got to work. Because Tony comes home and is just so proper. Yeah, he comes home and does not smell any of the, the, any of the hot, sexy genital stink. <laughs> That they, that they were stewing in right before he like, showed no, up. No, no, you two go out to dinner and have fun, and they go see the show afterwards. Blah, yes. blah, blah. I've got to do a piece. He's like, he claims that he has to write some kind of piece for a magazine or yeah. something like that. Goodbye, dear. I've got yeah, lots of on his ass. Yeah. Um, and then, but before they go, Tony's like, Mark, let's go to a stag party tomorrow. Sound good? 
And he's like, okay, sure. That's random, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to say, Tony does not look like a tennis type. No, that's That motherfucker looks like he's never done a sport in his life. He's the fucking... <laughs> he looks like an old garbage man. He does mm-hmm. not look even... Assuming how... He's got to be like 60 he, years old. He looks so, so unathletic that he'd be like... Uh, croquet? Too sporty for me. I don't... She's gotta be at least twice Grace Kelly's age, which means she would've been born at the time he would've even maybe been fit enough to play a single match of tennis recreationally and fail at it. Much less, yeah. And he's so puffy and weird and tall. Like, I don't know what sport he'd be good at, but it's not tennis. Because so, I'm tennis people, little people, little life people. Well, they're not different him. type of peoples, but you not know what him. He's, yeah, you know what he's him. good at? Trying to kill people. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Actually, no, not even uh, actually that. That's one of the best parts of the movie. He's terrible at trying to but, kill people. But yeah. Margo and Mark leave. He sits down at his Did desk. they set up that Mark's like a like some kind of like a crime novelist yeah, or something in he this? He writes crime stories. Yeah, which becomes a little bit of a thing later, yeah. but yeah. Um, um, but then... He calls and is like, oh, I see you all selling in a car. And he yeah. has a conversation with this guy selling a car. And it's the most polite British conversation that's ever happened in the history like, of Hello, chap, like, I oh, heard that yes. it's uh, cars for sale. Yes, you're right around the corner from me. Yes, well, oh, well, I could nick over there. But uh, you see, I've bummed my leg up. And so, oh, could you possibly come over here and discuss it? Oh, we'll talk about price. Mm-hmm. Not till you've had a couple drinks in you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, well, there's a good lad. Shit like that. Just yeah. constantly babbling out of his mouth. But he does he does arrange for this guy who is selling this car completely out of the blue to come to his house so they can talk about how yeah. he wants to buy the car for $1,100. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the guy does so show he, up. He pulls out some white... Well, before the guy shows up, he pulls out some white gloves out of a bag, oh, puts yeah. them on the back of a couch, uh, pulls out a cane so he can fake having the bum leg that was his excuse to not go over there. Uh... And because this guy shows up, he's uh oh, what did I call him? I had a good name for mustache him. Mustache guy? I just call him mustache yeah. guy. Well, he's a good mustache guy, but I called him Al. Specifically, I'll it's skeezy it. mustache guy. Yeah, because he kind of shows up. He's kind of like wearing like mismatched patterns on his clothes and stuff. He's got a plaid jacket. And yeah, shit. he looks a little yeah. He's kind of gaunt looking. Uh, it turns out spoilers. I didn't I didn't bother to write this down. He played Dr. No in the first couple of James Bond movies. Mm. And that you didn't see his face, but he's the guy in the first couple of James Bond movies. You see um, Dr. No, he's like stroking the cap, but you never get to see his face. He played the guy uh, stroking the cap, but then he was overdubbed by somebody else. But just throwing that out there, the guy's made a good cut. He's part of movie history. Well, uh, whoopity-doo. Uh, and they're like, oh, you look familiar. Have I met you before? No, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, I refuse to talk price till you've had at least three brandies. So get those brandies so going. So he gets those big-ass brandy glasses. Yeah. He pours them a bunch of booze, and they start drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so... And here goes the fast, quippy dialogue back and forth between... This is the well, whole first hour of the movie. Forth. Yeah. It's just... It is... It takes literally 33 minutes of these three... These two just having this conversation, setting everything up. I was... And well, it, no, this movie breaks down into three 35-minute acts almost exactly. Yeah. It's really... It's actually a really well-put-together yeah. script, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thinking about, yeah. 
And um, he's he's like, hey, you want a cigar? You used to smoke them. I got this photo of you smoking a fatty cigar like, hey, at look the reunion. At this, look at this photo I have of our reunion where Alfred, so Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock is also Hitchcock there, is there, even though he's like <laughs> seventy eight hundred years old. Well, he was also, in our classes with us. That, that, like they went to school together, but they were offset together by like years. So yeah. it doesn't make any sense. That, it's not like they would have graduated together or anything like that. But uh, fucking yeah. So what's his face? Fucking fat Jimmy Stewart casually drops <laughs> a thing like, "Oh, did you know we went went to school together?" And oh, yeah. By the way, not only do I remember us being in school together. But, uh, yeah, that's right, I forgot one of your friends supposedly stole, uh, well, like, yeah. the church box or T- something like that. Tony sells sports equipment, and he was like, oh, you know, sometimes you don't make a lot of money. You could very marry, marry for money. I did. My wife's fucking loaded. Yeah. Uh, and then he was like, and then I realized she didn't love me anymore. It's like cool, this, to, cool to dump this all on this dude. Well, this guy shows up. and He's like, he t- supposedly this guy he's here just, just to, to sell, sell a car. car. Yeah, yeah, and then fucking what's his name monologues for almost twenty straight minutes yeah. about like, hey, I know you. I only married they haven't seen each money. other for twenty years. Yeah, so that would mean they're twenty years out of college. At, at, yeah, at, or no, twenty years since the reunion. Yeah. That's what it is. So that re- and that reunion probably would have taken place what? At least like a ten year anniversary. So it's been thirty years since he's been graduated from college, which means he graduated college. Chris Kelly wasn't even born yet. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. How older this guy is than everyone. It's yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um. So. Yeah, because like it's it's not even actually a photograph. It's actually like a photograph of a cave painting yeah. you know, from their from their college uh uh reunion. Yeah. Um. So he saw Tony saw his wife cheating he followed her and it turns out her boyfriend was making spaghetti and he was like oh they do kind of both snort at the fact that this guy's making spaghetti like yeah. oh that one of those types huh <laughs> like what well, I, I, a romantic dinner i'm sitting here watching this movie and i just I, I had made spaghetti i'm like why are you making fun of me i made the spaghetti <laughs> watching your goddamn movie hitchcock yeah you son of a bitch uh he he started cheating but he needs that money from her yo yeah he gotta get that money he got accustomed to it uh yeah, because he doesn't play tennis anymore. Yeah. Fat Jimmy Stewart. And so, yeah. And so now he relies exclusively on, on Grace Kelly for all of his money. Yeah. And now he decides, well, let's cut to the chase. Like, I don't need her. I just need so the money. I went to a pub and, and thought about killing her. Or killing... or No, I went to a pub and thought about killing him. Or her. Which seemed a more sensible thing. It's like, dude, this, this guy just wants to sell a car. Yeah, that looks like mustache the guy is going, hmm? Yeah, and then he was like, yeah, telling me he's all like, this? Yeah. turns out the spaghetti was just a going away dinner and they like, he was leaving back to New York. Uh, so, you know, she would send letters to him, but she always burned the letters she got back. All but one. Hot and steaming letter. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, she got letters usually on Thursday. And he's like, um, I kept a letter. And the guy's like. Why are you telling me all this? Yeah, guys, like, it gets to the point, he's just sitting there playing super, he's playing fucking Donkey Kong Country on his Game Boy. <laughs> he kind of finally looks up and says, okay, what? I Just give me $1,100 and get the fucking car. He, he responds, yeah. because you're the only person I can trust. Like, this guy's got a pretty hard life, don't he? Yeah! Yeah. Uh, This guy really doesn't seem to have any other friends other than Grace Kelly and... Yeah. yeah. He's like, I was planning on killing her, but then I noticed you... 
Uh, everybody in school knows you're the one who took that money. It wasn't the guy that got caught and convicted with the empty case in his lawn. Yeah. It was you. And this is when Tony starts making the case about how he's looked up. He's been checking up on Skeevy Mustache Guy and says, Oh, it turns out you've been using a bunch of fake aliases. You Swan. owe a bunch of money to a bunch of different people. C.A. Swan. Yeah, you're, Swan. turns out you're a piece of shit, too, essentially. Well, yeah, yeah. he's like... Uh... <laughs> He's the swan is like, oh, you know what? Peace out. I'm going to go. He's like, don't you want to know why I brought you here? He's like, yes, I think you'd better. <laughs> They're so fucking British. Yeah. Uh, he's like, well, I was curious what people do when they get out of prison. So I've been following you for quite some time. <laughs> uh, he's like, I wanted you. And he's like, blackmail me. And he's like, mm influence you uh i followed you so much there were times i thought you belonged to me so, mm, yeah this guy might have mental issues yeah this guy, you can do, yeah i like that this guy's like, not only a schemer but kind he, of a maniac is he gonna eat mr swan <laughs> <laughs> mr swan is justified in being like oh shit better yeah. run i do like he even points out he's like oh yeah you were gonna sell your car to me for eleven hundred dollars I, I haven't got no, noticed that the, the car actually belongs to your landlord, and she only wants $800 yeah. for it. And even the guy's like, well, I just want a little extra money for myself. Is that correct? Yeah. Like, and kind of shit like that. He's like, I lost you at one point, but so I called your landlady saying that you owed me five pounds. Ooh, five whole pounds. I got to yeah. track him down. Uh, and she said that you, that, that's nothing. He owes me 16 weeks rent. Uh... And then, see, all the while he's telling him all this shit, he's, like, using a napkin to wipe down any spots that Swan had touched to get rid of his Yeah, which, at that shit. point, if you're Swan, that's when you think, I gotta get the fuck out. Because he's actually, like, trying to, yeah, like, this is not gonna end well for Swan. Yeah. yeah. And Swan, like, starts to get, like, sweaty and shit. Anyone starts and cleaning up your fingerprints. He's, he's reaching for the brandy, and he says, I say, old boy, if you want another drink, would you put on those gloves? I I need to say old boy to people more often yeah, in my yeah, life. Like yeah. I I say old boy, would you mind getting on hopping online and shooting people in the face with me in this <laughs> old boy. electronic video game? <laughs> uh, oh man. But yeah, I just love this whole slow reveal of himself to Swan. It's 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 just great because yeah. it's a real slow burn. Yeah. And Swan's like, suppose I went to the police and told them how you want to blackmail me into killing your wife, and he's like, it's my word versus yours. It's pretty unbelievable. Which is a good point. He's a criminal, and like this Tony guy is supposed to be this famous yeah. ex. Because Swan has like three different names and yeah. has been scamming old lady out of their money. Or yeah, something. he was. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, he yeah he's been. It's he's it seems like he's more or less kind of a drifter. Yeah, yeah. He's he offers him a thousand pounds to murder his wife, a hundred pounds up front, which I guess is uh, for the time a thousand pounds equals out to about twenty four thousand seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah, today okay. time, Damn. which still doesn't seem like a lot for a murder. But I guess if you're being if you're black, for cash. if you're being blackmailed into murder, I guess yeah, it's not just about the payday, but it's yeah. also yeah, the blackmail. And he's everything forcing like that. him. It's, it's, it's he's forcing him to murder, but also the money's just I like. like a but the guy objects of... more to anything else. The fact that he has to do it the next night, he's like, yeah. it's more about the scheduling than the fact that he's being asked to murder somebody. But yeah, yeah. And I, is it? It seems to insinuate because there's something about how um grace kelly talks about how she had to like launder the notes that she was going to give for ransom for the money uh to whoever had stolen her letter but then it's well he's like uh but then swan, it turns out he swan, the, the, the bundle of money swan so 
I I assume that's this the gets, bundle of money. Yeah, it's he's complicated, one. but it makes sense. He's like, dude, I can't take a thousand dollars from you. The the cops are gonna notice that you've like got a thousand dollars missing from your ledger. He's like, I no no no, I have been. They'll track the money to you. He's like, I no no no, I have been ex- going out and like spending sixty dollars here and there. Randomly and getting changed. Oh, that's back. what it was, and, and he's been saving all bills. the change up. Yeah. So basically, he's got a thousand and one dollar bills. Yeah, and he throws yeah a wad of a uh, hundred of them at the, at Mister Dude. Yeah, well, not yet. Mustache um, guy. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Well, he like throws much. it on a chair. Is like, there's your money. Yeah, take it. Um, <laughs> but just don't touch it with your bare hands. And it also turns out that uh, Mister Swan had like. Mrs. Wallace OD'd in under suspicious circumstances. That oh, that's this clincher in. that, yeah, it's yeah. not that she owes money, but, like, yeah, some of the people he's owed money to has disappeared, too. So, he's like, Which does make sense that that would, that would explain why uh, fake Jimmy Stewart is would think that this guy might be open to a little bit of murder, because it's, you know, it seems yeah. that he's done it already he's in like, the past. When so. do you want it done? And he's like, tomorrow. And he's like, fuck it, tomorrow? That's exactly what that, the that's, fuck? That's the part where he objects to, like, what is he gonna do tomorrow night? Is he, is he gonna stay home and watch the old whistle stop? Like, well, what the fuck? Well, he's like, I can't, I'm not prepared for a murder tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, it has to be tomorrow. I've got it all planned out. Yeah. Here's how you're gonna do it. And it was fucking elaborate setup. You stand behind this curtain. I'm gonna go to a party. Call you. At, call the phone at eleven. When she, you see the light turn on under her door, she's gonna get and this up. This is also and done in a out. really weird overhead shot too, where they kind of yeah. go around the apartment, and it's kind of like people have done this kind of overhead shot since then much better. Mm-hmm. Usually on some kind of steady cam rig or something like that, but this is a very it suddenly switches to a very weird perspective from the ceiling. Yeah. Kind of like it's very Hitchcocky. Is it? He does that in other stuff? I just, no, there's just certain shots I feel like, I look at them and I'm like, oh, that feels like a Hitchcock yeah. thing. But this is just like, he essentially goes through the whole apartment so and starts explaining, okay, you're going to go here, yeah. this is going to happen here, then you She's going to come here. over to the phone, yeah. she's going to pick it up, I won't say anything, but she'll pick it up, and that's when you jump out from the curtains and strangle her, and when she strangles her, you'll be going like, and then I'll hang up the phone and call my boss that I had told people at the party I was calling, and that'll be my alibi, and then you'd leave. I'll leave, and he's like, how do I get in the flat? I'll leave the key under this rug right here on the stairs. And you will take that key, and you'll you'll kill her. And when you're leaving, put your key back to the yeah. flat. There's only two keys. I got one. She got one. One of the keys is going to be hidden under there. And he says that he's going to pay him with uh, a suitcase filled with one with with $1,000 in laundered bills that he has left at a hotel check room somewhere in the city that once... Uh, he calls in and, and confirms that the, the, the murder has happened. He'll uh, give him the name of the hotel, or he'll mail him yeah. the check key, and he'll be able to uh, collect yeah. the, 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 the suitcase full of money, um, which, again, be- becomes a plot point later. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, he picks up the 100, oh, God, 100 pounds in the music, dun, 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 yeah. basically. Um, and that took 33 minutes to set that up. Yeah, it's and it's great. It's, it's it, a it good is scene. interesting because that fucking all that shit happened, and it's the first time I've been like, I kind of want to go back and watch that sh- all that uh, half an hour of movie again. Because it turns because like it, f- it doesn't feel like 30 minutes. It goes so fast and shit's just happening. And it's just setting up the rest of the movie. It's oh, I even make a note. The first the, half hour is a mini movie into itself. And the way he's talking is so it flows and and is is just so well written. Yeah. It's, it's and really impressive. You were joking about how civilized the dude is being, but that kind of leads into like how creepy it is that what he's asking to be done, but he's yeah. doing it since calm, civilized, like, yeah, old boy, I want you to commit murder. Uh, yeah, I love how Tennis Guy gradually reveals, reveals himself to Skeezy Mustache Guy 
and reveal skeezy mustache guy to himself. Uh, nice economy of storytelling as skeezy mustache guy walks himself through the crime uh, to be while uh, tennis guy is on the intermission phone call with Drew. Oh, that's so that's what happens. So uh, as he's wrapping up, they're about to break up, but then Jean Grace Kelly calls. Yeah, and. You see uh, Skeezy Mustache Guy is kind of like in the background, kind of like walking himself, just, yeah, just always kind of rehearsing what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, he's looking he's, yeah, looking to see exactly how the the light might play from her uh, bedroom door to him and if, if he could really fit behind the curtains and stuff. It's just kind of a nice little bit of, it's, it's not necessarily storytelling, but it is interesting to see this guy who's just been asked to commit this murder, just trying to like uh, acquiesce himself, acquaint himself with the physical space and yeah. stuff. I just thought it was kind of a cool moment. And it also shows the coldness of fat fake Jimmy Stewart that, like, the moment after he's talking about, he just literally has hired this guy to kill his wife. His wife calls and he's like, oh, hello, darling, how are you? And yeah. while the murderer-to-be is, like, walking around the apartment just kind of investigating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of fucked up. But yeah, no, that's a great... Yeah. It's, it's a great it's first a, act. Yeah. Especially when the guy starts off, you think the movie's gonna be maybe about the, 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 the sneaky lovers who are cheating on the guy who's gonna kill... Her husband or something. No, this guy is—he knows about all this shit. He—he's—he's—he's he's, he's been waiting for a long he time. He got a plan. He's evil. He's—he's he's some bitch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's a good can't movie. trust them tennis players. Yeah. This uh, this half hour's been more interesting than anything else I've ever seen in any Hitchcock movie. Yeah. If if all Hitchcock movies started this interestingly, I wouldn't have fallen asleep through all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, this. Oh man, you're not making it like. I'd like to watch other Hitchcocks. If none of them live up to this, that That's would be a, the thing. That would be kinda, a real downer. Yeah, I mean the birds is great because it got birds to fuck you up. They've got hilarious. they're just throwing birds at windows and shit. <laughs> I know you got all of them just for that. But anything that doesn't have this or the birds, I'll leave it because I'm sure we're going to be doing more Shakespeare. Yeah. In the, not Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Hitchcock, <laughs> Hitchcock and Shakespeare. Oh God, yeah. Uh, but then it's the next night, and they're getting ready to go to their stag party. And she's like, Tony, don't make Mama a teeny too watery, because I don't want to get fucking drunk while you're gone. These people love booze. Um, and she's talking to Mark, and she's like, do you really believe in the perfect murder? Uh, yeah, this kind of comes out of nowhere, but just so he could, like, yeah, this, yeah. This, all this talk is just, it's cheeky, but it doesn't make any sense organically, but yeah. Well, and and he's like, ah, only in stories, that shit works on paper, never in real life, you can't have a perfect murder in real life. Yeah, and he says that, I think that at that moment, like, fucking, uh, fake Jimmy Stewart kind of makes a face like, hmm, really? Yeah. And then, of course, that moment, she's, she turns around and says, like, is this the one she's like, oh, I'm not going out. Well, or if you guys like, are going out, I'm going to the film. No, no, no. He's like, uh, hey, yo, girl, can I borrow your key? I seem to have misplaced mine. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, I was going to maybe go see a movie. And he's like, oh, what? That'll fuck up the fact I want to murder you. Don't, don't do that. The moment the, the, the Mark guys talks about how these plans never work in real life, and this is when I really started falling for the movie, because every time someone has a, some kind of crazy caper heist plan in a movie and it goes off without a hitch drives me fucking nuts or the fact that that like no one even contemplates for a moment that there might be a hiccup in their plan yeah. it just seems one, one of my pet peeves when it comes to stupid movie bullshit and then this whole movie relies on this guy having the quote-unquote plan for this perfect crime that gets fucked up in every consumable yeah. way possible i just loved it it was great love great idea for a movie um, he's yeah. like, oh, well, you gotta work on scrapbook of me and my clippings and all. Oh, God, the way mugs. this guy 
Yeah, oh. you know what? If you if you gonna go out, I just gotta stay home. I'm just gonna stay. I'll, I'll call him and tell him we're not going. And she's like, Oh no, don't! No, no. I'll I'll stay in. The way he guilt trips her, like passive aggressively manipulates her yeah. to stay behind, is to me that's almost worse than the fucking plaque fact that he's trying to kill her. Cause it's just so like. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty skeezy. Oh yeah, it just what a slime ball. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, so. And it's he's also kind of fucking up his own plan because he's he's kind of making almost a big deal about how. Much much he wants you know her what? to stay in she's gonna go out and see a movie she's not gonna be out till 11 o'clock yeah movies were at like what four o'clock back then i don't know when you got movies with this like with an intermission yeah so uh, wait how did you watch this movie uh watch it, on it my, somewhere yeah Xbox. did it have an intermission yes okay mine did too and i start like because it's not that long of a movie too yeah yeah uh, um but she'll find she'll do his old press clippings where are the scissors? They're in your sewing, your mini kit, and she's like. The moment oh, I saw the scissors, I was like, "Oh yeah, no!" Yeah, she like, pulls out some scissors and also some nylon. Because they're I'm like, big, oh, sharp scissors. It's Check not off like... nylons. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. Uh, um, and also her clippings are only printed on one side. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like, "Hey, they're fake movie clippings." Hey, girl. Uh, I need some change. I'm gonna take some change out of your wallet. And she's like, "No, dude, no, I'll get it for you or whatever." And, like, while she's, like, on his front trying to grab him from behind, and while he's doing that, he's sneaking her key out of her purse. Yeah. So I'll have both keys. Well, she's got her handbag, but then she's also got a coin purse in which she keeps her keys, yeah. too. So he's trying to, like, not only open her purse, but get to, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, change movie... for the taxi or whatever. And then, but then he gets a key, and, like, she's like, oh, okay, how much money you want? And he's like, ah, I got enough money. It's like, what? You would just have this little like, oh, give me money, and then he's, she's like, "How this much you got want?" The worst poker he... face when it comes to like this shit. Yeah, hey, Bill, give me five dollars. How much do you want? I don't need your five dollars. No, they got the money there. Though I can blow. Yeah, you remember? I can just borrow five bucks from Kathy yeah. when I get there. Like, oh, what the hell did you ask for? That you asked. I mean, we know what he asked for, but yeah. yeah. But then he he. He's starting to leave with Mark, but he can't hide the key because one of them might see. So he like I did not anticipate this movie would revolve so much around latch keys and yeah. how <laughs> this is a big thing. So then he yeah. comes back and is like, "Oh, Margo, dear, uh, some bullshit excuse." Uh, and he's like leaning on the stairs <laughs> yeah, and like slides the key. Just in. to say that, oh blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, if uh, my boss calls uh something or other, uh, slippity slide, uh, the key under the rug, uh. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, and so then night goes on, and at 11 o'clock, Budget Vincent Price shows up <laughs> behind the curtain. That's what I called it, Budget Vincent Price. Because he does have the whole not look and everything <laughs> yeah. like that, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. So we got fake fat Jimmy Stewart and Budget Vincent yep. Price are like the headmasterminds of this yeah. murder, yeah. Uh, um, and it's like he goes inside, and it's like you could have put on a mask or something, or something. to be more disguised. Is he, he is wearing gloves, though, yeah, right? I yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. and, uh, he's looking, he goes inside and hides behind the curtain and looks at his watch and it's like five to 11. And then, uh, you see fat. Cause the plan is he's supposed see... to walk, he's supposed to sneak in at five to 11, but then at 11 o'clock, yeah, he'll call Jimmy Stewart will call yeah. and then, yeah. And so Tony looks at his watch, but his watch is like, uh, crazy. It's, 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 it's like, it's like 20 to 11 on his, his watch. Yeah. And so. Then the guy looks at his watch again, and it's like, like five eight, eight minutes, like at, yeah. five minutes after something like that. So then he, Tony looks at his watch again and notices, oh, I say, um, uh, my watch seems to stop. Do any of you have the time? Yeah, it's like eight past eleven. Oh, I must call my boss. And he <laughs> goes and runs off to call his boss. This motherfucker deserves everything that happens to him for the rest of the film. 
just for the fact that he didn't correctly wind his watch on the most important <laughs> night of his yeah. life. And then he's when, like, it comes to, when it comes to timing, yeah. He's like, uh, some uh-huh. old dude is on the phone. He still can't call. But then the old dude just kind of leaves promptly. Yeah, this is one of those things where this movie would be very difficult for this movie to get made these days when it's yeah, so dependent on, like, yeah, the fact that this public phone stall is being uh, used. Probably my favorite part in the film, he, you, you see the, 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 the rotary on the phone and... A big fat fake finger oh, comes in and on the M and dials it. <laughs> it's like I guess they couldn't get their cameras very close because it's like a fucking Muppet I finger don't... comes in and dials the M. So what happens? On this giant was... M because they were shooting in 3D and 3D cameras at the time had only very specific depth of field that the 3D mm. would work or they could even focus on. Uh, because the cam like back 3D cameras back then were just two giant fucking motion picture cameras glued together yeah and so their focus area is very specific you couldn't change it that much so they couldn't focus on anything small so yeah his his hitchcock's idea was like let's build like a giant six foot long foam rubber finger yeah (laughs) i just like to imagine somebody holding the pole and just walking forward i wish there was a behind the scenes (laughs) pushing it and it's only it's for a two second shot Oh, just the M. Oh like, did God. that scene really need to be in 3D? That's, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I would actually be kind of curious to see this movie in 3D. Just, you know, see yeah. what it looks like. Supposedly the Blu-ray is in 3D, so if you have the glasses, you can yeah. sit at home. But they got twin beds. The phone starts ringing, and it turns out they got twin beds because people could, a uh, married couple couldn't sleep together Oh, I back noticed then. that, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, because uh, even later, he, he brings his bed out into the apartment yeah. later after all this shit, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then ring, ring. And then she walks out and stands behind the desk and picks up the phone and is like, hello, hello. And he's the uh, budget of Vincent Price. Is like, and he's hesitating. But then, uh, strangle, strangle. It's interesting because he's waiting because like, she, he, it seems like he's afraid that the phone cord is somehow going to get away. So he's waiting for her to put out, put down the phone, mm-hmm. strangle her. And it's kind of a weird thing. But yeah, he finally, like, he, he starts going nuts on her. Um, yeah, they start to... to... I rassle. guess there's a gaff. I didn't notice this in the actual film, but supposedly he's actually got a fake pair of scissors sticking out of his back, at least in one or two shots before mm. she drives the scissors into his back. But yeah, so she he's, he starts strangling her. They start wrestling on top of a fake Jimmy Stewart's desk, yeah. where she just happened to actually leave her clipping scissors out on the desk. And so she's they're both wrestling, and she reaches out to grab the scissors that are by her head. She just barely just... Yeah, had, is able to grab the scissors and then and fucking womps him in the yeah. back with them. And the entire oh. time, Tony's listening on the phone. And I did the, I was, did he, like he that. He was cold and calculated, but when the like the bat, he could hear the struggle starting to happen. And well, that's like, why he didn't he buy kinda, into that. He didn't. He kind of realize... looked away and was like, "Oh shit, damn." He wants that money, but he doesn't have the spine to put up with the fact. Again, something else that he didn't account for. The, it's the murder's not going the way he anticipated, and he, he now he's stuck having to listen to his wife get murdered. Well, it's going the way he anticipated. He just wasn't quite, expecting that. But this is just another he, thing where, like, he did, he didn't anticipate, like, oh, God, maybe what happens? Stuff, yeah, yeah, that, like, okay, I'm calling her just as she's going to get murdered. I might actually have to listen to this thing. Yeah. yeah. His lack of foresight. Yeah. And, but oh, my she, God. She stabs him in the back, and he falls onto his back with this great shot <sighs> of the scissors going deeper into his back. My one it note. looks brutal as I, fuck. Again, I didn't take many notes for this film, but one of my notes is all caps, uh, <laughs> fucking bold faced. Oh my god, why did he have to fall on the scissors? Because it's just so. It's one of the most. Uh, it's visceral as fuck. It's. Oh, because like I was, because it's because you, you can tell that he's gonna fall on his back, and I'm like, oh, they're not gonna show it. They're oh, they showed it. Oh, it gets not bloody or anything. But yeah. I have watched a million horror movies in the, in, my, in my in my life, and I have not seen anything in a long time that made me go, 
I think it's because usually shit like that just kind of slides in or something. Or something like, like it, that. It, it, it doesn't look real, but this it looked like thunk, and it kind of slides down slowly and stuff. Yeah. And there's been other movies hardcore. where I've seen someone get stabbed in the back and they maybe fall backwards and you don't see what happens or if they fall backwards you just see that's yeah. a rubber knife or something like that. But no, this is the way they really make a meal out of the fact yeah. that he falls onto the scissors and it's and just, just like plunges oh. in deeper. And it's funny because he gets stabbed. Does it seem like he's dead for a moment, then he, then he wakes back up, and then he's flailing yeah, around or something no, like that? I don't think so. And it's I, hard to even say. then, I was thinking, well, that's getting stabbed in the back with scissors. That might cripple you, but not going to kill you. But then when he falls on the scissors, I'm like, okay, that might kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. It kills you in movie times. Oh, um, it's full weight of his Vincent Price body. <laughs> the feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah anyway. It was brutal. Yeah. Again. I was like, Damn! It, here we are, five, two guys, 60 years after this movie made, watching this movie going, damn, that's fucked up shit. <laughs> Hitchcock did it right. Yeah. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Anyway. So she she gets back on the phone, and he's like, oh, shit, she's alive. Girl, don't touch anything. Don't talk to nobody. I'm a coming home. She's already kind of suspicious. Like, I'm surprised she doesn't start realizing. Well, like, granted, she just survived almost being murdered, yeah. so she's not thinking rationally. But, yeah, yeah. He's not doing himself any favors by, like, saying, yeah, don't tell anybody. Pretend that what happened just didn't happen until I get there. We can help straighten this out. Although he could use the excuse that if she has just killed this guy, they need to get together and come up. Yeah. But, uh. He's only, maybe, he he could later claim that he's only being defensive because he didn't get, he was worried about, like, the fact that she just murdered somebody. Like, yeah, she's very, she's, she's crying a lot because she's very sad she killed the star of uh house of wax <laughs> she she loved yeah. that movie and she never he snuck from one three uh set onto another yeah uh and he's riding back in the cab thinking oh shit how do i fix this mess he's he, like he, like shouting this out loud while rubbing his hands together in the taxi car <laughs> yeah. i fucked this murder up oh shit oh my god my wife is alive what am i gonna do with the money <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. And um, he gets back and she's like, he tried to strangle me. And he's, he says, are you sure? Let me see. <laughs> wow, like, like, what an asshole. And like, not even from a perspective that he's gaslighting his mur- murdered wife to be, but the fact that he's just so such a shithead. He's yeah. like, really? I got strangled. How now she... are you sure? Her first thing, you know what, motherfucker? I just murdered this motherfucker. How... I'm gonna fucking disappear you. What the fuck do you mean? Are you sure? Yeah. Look at my so he yeah. he bends down on the carpet to look at him and uh starts going through his pocket, takes out the flat key, yeah. puts it back in his pocket. Uh does he take anything else off of him at that point? I don't, I don't think believe so. so. Um, um but then uh he's like, I'd better go get a blanket and tucks him in, tucks the dead man. That's a nice blanket with the, the silk ends over it. It's yeah. like a nice blanket that he ruins by throwing yeah. on top of this guy. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, well, the, is this when he also goes out the French windows to see what's out there? And he sees that the, he recovers the stocking that no, um, it is part of the scene, but not just right this moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like, um, did you call the police? And she's like, no, you told me not to talk to anybody. He's like, oh, okay, I'll call him. And he's like, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking British. Hedging his bets. Yeah. Well, no, he's like, hello, police. There's been a ghastly accident. A man has been murdered. And they're like, oh, was it an accident? He's like, don't know. <laughs> well, that's why I'm laughing at like, his response. is like, I don't know. And the guy's like, what? He's like, How do you not what do you mean? And he's like, I'll tell you when you get here. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> um, Which, if you're the cosplay, that that's a good reason to be suspicious yeah, right there. Like, like, what? Go to bed. I'll fill them in. Don't worry about it, She girl. does go to bed! Yeah. And then, uh... 
he's like, that's when he goes yeah out he goes outside doors. goes he's, outside yeah. sees the scarf and is like picks it up douses it and now alcohol throws it in the um, in the yeah, fireplace in the fireplace so it burns gets into her her her, her sewing kit her sewing kit takes out Chekhov's nylons throws one back where the other had been where the scarf had been and hides one on the desk under, under his, his blotter yeah, yeah. uh and the fact that everybody being so proper about everything makes this a very odd movie, but it also really adds a lot to it to keep you interested. When well, and it also so makes proper. it seem like some of this, some of these subterfuges because would work. Because the cops are all so there, like, oh, the cops are all there, and they're like, "Oh, not a lot of blood, is it?" Yeah. <laughs> and he comes out, and he's like, "Oh, tea, anybody?" <laughs> well, why? Well, especially for me, I'm so used to like. Not every goddamn TV movie these days is, like, some kind of crime procedural. And, like, you have fucking Law and Order where you have Letty Briscoe coming out making jokes. Everyone's, like, so snarky about this yeah. shit. Seeing these British guys from, like, 60 years ago being, eh, what's all this thing? You yeah. know, being all, like, so... And, like, the guy, motherfucker comes out with tea. Yeah. Is that actually one of the cops? Or is that, like, a no, servant from, like... That's him with the tea. Oh, that's he, him with the tea. He puts the tea, the tea, yeah. on, the puts the tea on the table to push it to expose the nylon a little yeah, that's bit. That's what So one of the cops okay, is yeah. like, oh, Sergeant, we found the other nylon. Mm-hmm. Um... The way, man, I do, because, well, the villain of this movie is the, the main character, yeah, fake Jimmy me. Stewart. But the way it is admirable seeing, seeing him think on his feet about how he can manipulate. Well, first, seeing him freak out about oh, shit's he, not working the he way also he wants. He put the blackmail oh, the letter from her onto uh, that guy after, uh, at some point. Yeah. And did he plant anything else on him? Or no, just I think the it's just that he, he, takes the, he takes the key and plants the, yeah. the letter. He doesn't actually have to do a lot to manipulate the evidence against evidence directly against his wife. It's yeah. actually a fucking again, this movie's really well well written because it doesn't take a lot for him to nudge everything towards making the police start suspecting his wife. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't even have to put up that much of a fight, like um and like the fact that he gets her to like admit that like she didn't like necessarily call the cops and like and she kinda implicates herself by accident. I just it's just oh man, this guy's a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> So oh. then it's an intermission. Which actually is funny. Let's all go to the lobby. Thankfully, on the home video version, it's literally like 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, it's not like the full, like, you know, what you would have gotten in the theater. But yeah. That would have kind of been I, entertaining, I also actually. love your Monty Python intermission music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I was able to figure out what that was. That uh, is one of the best. Of that, that's a memory. Because it's like, it just sounds like somebody on the keyboard just like running their fingers yeah. up and down the keys. It's fucking great. I mm. love that music. Um, uh, so then, the uh, constable, detective, whatever shows up. Okay, and he's got. Is the intermission before the even the, in the constable shows up? Yeah, because it's only supposed well, to be they, two they minutes. Show, they show the cops all there looking at stuff, but then oh, the okay, intermission, and then he comes back to question about okay. himself. And he's got his his tie tucked into his pants. It's a good look, really. Yeah, because I mean the pants went up to the nipples back then. Oh. Uh, or no, the, the the Tony does. It's not the police officer. Oh, okay. But then he shows up and like scowls at the the throw rug over the bloody spot. Like, yeah, I covered up the blood. That's half the fun. <laughs> uh, That's a weird little pool of blood too. Yeah. Like a puddle, yeah. It's question time. So this is like the next day, right? Yeah, I think so. Just so, yeah. like because the body's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's like the constable's like, hey. Uh, you think you could recreate the attack that happened to you like five minutes ago? Yeah, I know it will traumatize you and probably More like scar eight you hours for ago, but still, it's you the for, next morning. Scar you for life. Her neck's like, all purple and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's even been to the hospital or anything like that. She really, really went to bed the night before, and she hasn't like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, um, and Tony, uh, 
I guess, I think it's before, yeah, before this happens, Tony's like, hey, yo, I told uh, the cops, and I need you to tell them too, so our stories collaborate. This is the big thing that it gets um, her fucked up, yeah. The the reason you didn't call the cops right away is because you assumed I would call the cops after I got off the phone with you, because you were hysterical or something. Yeah, shit. like I said, the one damning thing being him telling her not to call the cops and like as if there's something to hide. Yeah, he's trying to cover up that one little bit of a track, which she does concede yeah. to and that helps get her on the and fucking death row. She's like, "Why did you call me last night?" And he's like, "Huh? What? Oh, I um Oh, look over there. <laughs> he could have just, his excuse, I'm surprised he didn't come up well, with an excuse. Well, he does come up like, with an excuse later, but he doesn't have one for right her right there. there. He could have been like, we were out late, I was just calling to say, hey, we might be a little home later than we anticipated. That's all he could have said. Yeah. Even if that wasn't true, you could just, yeah, exactly. But yeah, he but did, she's like, that's the one part of the movie where like, he like kind of sweats it out, where yeah. he's like, oh. But she's like, like well, the phone was ringing, so I went over to the desk to answer it. And he's like, you answered it, the cop's like, you answered it on that side of the desk? Why didn't you answer on this side of the desk? I would have answered it on this side of the desk. What kind of an idiot wouldn't answer it on this side of the desk? And she's like, "It's weird how the constable already kind of shows up, already kind of like, yeah, already kind of like really questioning her story." Yeah. And yeah, the fact that like how she answered the the phone is being she's such like, a big issue. She's I like, want ah. "To answer, I always answer on this side. So if I, I want to write a letter, I can use my right hand and yeah, hold the phone with my left hand." Yeah, and, and the constables are like, fur, 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 fur. "He's like, yeah. why didn't you call a doctor?" Like, I'd imagine the call would go something like this in this universe. Oh, hate to bother you, old chap, but it seems as though I stabbed a man, and now he's dead on my carpet. If it's not too much to ask, would you be a deer and jog over here right away to make sure there's a good boy? She can also say, you know, I was almost choked to death. I was having a hard time talking to anybody. <laughs> yeah. You've seen my fucking neck, which he actually does do. I'm sorry, but, yeah. I was crying hysterically. Oh my in the, god. In the bathroom. Yeah. And taking a, a, a shower to wash Sub- away the sadness. Subtitle of this movie is Bitches Don't Know What They're Talking About, I guess. This is, yeah, this is, yeah. This, and he's like, ugh. I, before all that, he's like, oh, here's a photo of the dude. You ever seen him before? And she's like, no, I've never seen him before. And he's like, he was in your apartment. What do you mean she's never you've never seen this, him before? And she's like, like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? He's like, yeah, I've never seen him before he attacked me. And he's yeah. like, aw. Before I saw him dead on the carpet. And he's like, mm. He's like, oh, but did you see his eyes? And I'm like, yeah, I saw his eyes. That's well, how she's I knew like, he was dead. He's like, she... oh, well, yeah. you just said you never saw him before. I was like, yeah, but and like even even, though, <laughs> even Tony, who's cast to come inside, like, I think what she's saying that he never saw her before last night, regardless yeah. of like moment to moment whether or not he saw her. Like, yeah. And Oh man, yeah. yeah. It's oh, I'm learning from this movie. It sucks to be a lady in any fucking time. It, oh my god, in a Hitchcock oh. movie, basically. Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, of course I knew he was dead. You could tell by the look in his eyes, and he's like, so you saw his eyes. That's like his gotcha oh, moment. So you knew <laughs> you had a judicious <laughs> face. Is this in your hit your whole case up that I saw his eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so god. They're like, oh, he must have come in through the garden. Uh, and the cop's like, no, because if he had come through the garden, it would have been muddy footprints because it was raining outside. Uh, and he must have come in the front because there's a new carpet out there. And he wiped yeah. his feet on the carpet and there's fibers on his feet. And but we just don't know how we got in. Yeah, Tony's kind of like, oh, shit, I didn't think about the fiber carpet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then they're like, oh, but how do you, how would he gotten in? We only have two keys. And then Tony's thinking on his feet, and he's like, mm. and then he's like, covering for his wife, like, pretty well, considering he's trying to get her. It's funny, because he, he's he's balancing the line between 
covering for her and also opening up the suggestion of the cops that like, oh, we don't have an answer for that. Honey, why yeah. did you do this? Or why didn't you do this? But they're like, oh, what yeah. about the time you lost your purse? Didn't Wasn't your key in your purse? From a writing perspective, a that's a master perspective about how all this other stuff that Vardy's talked about has happened to her. Really does, yeah, exactly. Like she lost her purse yeah. with with the with, presumably with the key, and that somebody that, could have somebody copied, copied it exactly. Yeah, there. and I'm like, oh, that's ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and she, they're like, why, you know, why'd you call? Why'd you call your wife at eleven o'clock? And he's like, oh, I called her to get my boss's number because I I I had forgotten it. And she's like, come me out of bed to get your boss's <laughs> yeah, number, you asshole! That's the one that she really <laughs> sticks up for. So I was like, that's what what. Uh, which I guess supposedly in real life, um, what was it? Oh, she was supposed to throw on a robe when she goes to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. But Grace Kelly was like, no lady's going to throw on a robe. To go get a phone. So, like, I'll just do it with my nightgown. And so that's why I guess it was a little bit of a thing. And so it's yeah. always like, good. Even good. better. Even uh, less clothing. I will watch this over and over <laughs> again. Yes, good. He did that uh. with the spittle of gravy comes out of his lips. It's like, yes, yes, I approve. Um... Uh, so the, the inspector's like, um, hey, yo, Tony, could you go check the gate and make sure it's locked? Because, you know, we're going to leave, but we're going to take the yeah, back Tony, entrance. Because there's like five, five people minutes. out yeah. And he's like, oh, yes, of course, I'll be a good lad and go do that. <laughs> and the constable's like, so how long have you and Mark been fucking? And she's like, what? And he's like, we found a letter on the dead guy's body. Um. So, uh. It was kind of nice of the constable not to just throw her under the bus right in front of her husband. Which, actually, that's a good point, because no, uh, that actually explains why he comes and he's already so suspicious. Because he knows that, that, like, it does make sense that, like, they would be suspicious of her if they find out that, like, she's been cheating on this supposedly innocent husband of hers. Okay, that actually make, that, that actually sheds more of a light yeah. on why he's being so catty towards her, even though he shouldn't have any reason to. Okay, 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 that's yeah. why I forgot about that, yeah. Which that still doesn't justify. Doesn't, why they seem to not believe anything de- she yeah, says. Doesn't but still, Mark show just, up at this point? Yeah, Mark does show because there's a but... point where like, uh, fucking Tony comes back and it's Constable and Mark and Grace Kelly are just kind of like. Yeah, they're all like, and oh, they seem to almost continue to talk about the letter. Lots and because there's a point where she's Tony they're like, like, what oh, are you guys talking about? Yeah, so there's like, oh, he fucking attacked me. Look at my neck. And the constable's like, hey, you could have bruised your neck yourself. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Especially just huge purple sitting there, welds. It's not just like a little bit of red agitation, yeah. but like you would have pretty much have to try to kill yourself yeah. in order to get that kind of bruise. Yeah. Oh, this poor lady. So, so then she gets uh, questioned by the brains from Star Trek, as far, close as I can tell. Because she's just in this void with lights, hit, different oh, colored the lights. The actual trial her. is amazing. Because yeah. it's her just like, yeah, in this empty space with lights. And it's just like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Very jump, Star Trek colored, like, pink lights and purple and blue. Yeah, it's, 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 which is, you know, great time. Because, you know, why waste money with a set when you could just, like, you just, so. pretty much. They they like, gloss over the trial in thirty so seconds. So then she gets found guilty. A guy gets a napkin put on top of his head, and now she's gonna die. Which <laughs> I was loud. I was like, is that how they? Is that, is that how, how they, they pronounce execution judgments in the UK? They put a little red oh napkin on the top of a judge's head. And I, UK judges already look ridiculous because they've got the fucking yeah. wigs and everything like this. And it really is like a Star Trek thing. We're like, what yeah, the fuck but- is this? <laughs> Jeez. I lost 
Oh, man, that was good times when it's just all of a sudden a napkin getting put on a guy's head. I did notice there's a mistake because at the trial they talk about the events of the murder taking place on, was it September 26th? Mm. For the rest of the film, they talk about March 26th. Mm. So a little bit of a kerfuffle there. but Yeah, so they, they, they proclaim that she's going to be returned to the country of her origin and sentenced to death, which I'm assuming... Because she's got the continental actra- a- accent, but the oh, Grace Kelly's that, from America. They didn't say country. They just said you will be sent back origin. from where you came. Which suggests which, that she's going to be sent out of the country, right? No, that, that, that was, to me, was you're going to be sent back from whence you came. Nowhere. Death. I took that as... Oh, no, I you're took going that to back, mean that those... Because like, they, they like say that she's going to be ash, held there until the date of her death. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, the kind of thing where you, uh, she's going back to the grave. For, for legal... I think that... They're British. This is the thing that confused <laughs> me, because I assume that meant they were hauling her back to the United States, and ha- when she shows up at the end, I'm like, oh, we'll talk oh, about that I a little bit that, later. I took that to mean that they, they were going to kill her. Dead. I think I'm probably more... We'll I see. think I am. That seems a little... <laughs> and I think this is not going to get answered by anybody. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah. So Mark shows up at Tony's place, and she's gonna die tomorrow because they're, they're not gonna send her back to America because they're quick in Britain. Oh, she's well, gonna get killed tomorrow. Well, that's essentially the end of the second act is her trial and everything, her sentence to death too, because yeah. that's like another thirty three minutes. It's almost mm. like perfect, like thirty five minutes. Um, and then Mark's like Tony, and Tony's. I guess it's his bed in the living room. I have no it's idea. One of their beds is in it's the living like room. It's like a green and pink bed just in the middle of the living room. I, I, like, yeah, I no, guess. It would have, he later does say her, he can't sleep in that same room yeah, anymore. It's, it's her bed because some, her bed, when she got out of it, she was on the right side of the room. And that I think that's the one that's out there. Is, it, okay, okay, okay. Maybe. It doesn't matter. But there's a bed in the living room. Um, So, uh, uh, you know, Mark starts being like, Look, we gotta figure out a way to get out of there. Um, here's here's my note for this this last third of the movie. The lesson I'm learning here is that if you ever successfully manage to send your innocent wife up the river, don't answer your fucking door until after she's been hanged. Because <laughs> everything that happens yeah. for the rest of this movie, if this motherfucker had just kept his door locked, just turned up the radio, never answered it, yeah, he would have been fine. But no, he had to start letting fucking Mark. Yeah. And like, you think now that presumably the trials come out now that he knows that Mark was fucking his wife behind his back. You think he would at least be doing a better job of being angry at Mark? But no, they're hanging out like they're old buddies. Well, they give each other a little bit of a a little bit. In. But like, but then Mark's, Mark's like, like, okay, both we yeah. both loved her. We both yeah. have to try to get her out. He's like, so here's what we're gonna do. Maybe you say that you hired this guy be- to kill her because you he you. Want I do love you. Yeah, he, he lays out this exact yeah the exact plot that happens, and he's like, the, "You get a couple years in jail. She doesn't die. It works out for everybody." Mark's pretty pretty, pretty fucking presumptuous about how what likes this guy's willing to go through through. <laughs> and Tony's to, like, "Now to acquit this wife who had been fucking him." Be like, yeah, yeah. it's a, uh, this is the guy who <laughs> was fucking his wife. Yeah, Tony's- suggested like. All you have to do is go to jail. Well, you and don't we know they, they were fucking. They were just eating spaghetti. That's true. Uh, Tony... That's a that's a famous British colloquialism for hardcore oh, anal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Tony's like, dear boy, they'll never believe it. Uh, people on death row, their significant others will say anything. Well, you get he them just from doesn't stopping say, get the fuck out yeah. of my house, you piece of shit. Pull a gun on him. Do anything. Well, yeah. because he's too proper. I know. But... He's so proper. Uh, uh, and Tony, but... you're fucking up. Yeah, Mark's like, God, tell him, tell him anything. And then Tony's like, hey, it's your fault. It's because of you. 
And your, her association with you is why she lost sympathy with the jury. Yeah. Uh, That's the hardest he ever kicks back against this guy. Yeah. Like I said, he has to, he's totally justified in distancing himself from this guy as much as possible and threatening him. He could have been completely justified in threatening to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. So which then, doesn't help his case. So then the inspector... Yeah. yeah. The inspector shows up looking into a robbery of money... And yes, there's some kind of like stolen money going around, yeah. large bills, and he just wants to make sure that uh, uh, Tony has not been spending a lot of stolen money. He just yeah. wants to make sure he hasn't been spending a lot of large bills lately because there's some kind of issue now. Yeah, because Tony's settled up with a mechanic for 60 pounds and paid cash. Yeah. And also $40 the same day for something else, which would go out to $100. Is this, we already, is, did we already gloss over the fact that Tony has come back to the apartment with a suitcase and thrown it on his bed? Or is this later? Oh, yeah, no, he does that right before Mark comes in. Okay, that's what it is. And covers it with a blankie. Yeah, just throws a blankie And when the inspector shows up, Mark goes and sits down on the bed. Yeah, because they don't want, Mark doesn't, it could, yeah, don't Mark want doesn't want, to, want the inspector to know that he's there, so yeah. Yeah. So now, now Mark's in the bedroom with the suitcase, yeah, and, which and, that's never going to end well. And the inspector's like, where'd you get the money he's like oh, i got i wanted dog racing he's like that's a lot of money to win dog racing he's like people have won more he's like ah, that's a good point i do like it says well you know i could see that's that's the easiest way to take your minds off your troubles with your wife and everything which is kind of like kind of a skeezy way to take your troubles off your wife being yeah. executed but yeah and uh the cop pretends to drop a latch key on the ground. Yeah, I didn't understand any of what the hell this was yeah, about. Yeah, I still don't quite get why. He's it's like, a shell game of, yeah. Yeah, but You he, do find out that so, he's totally on to Tony now. That he later, picks it up but, and is like, oh, is this yours? And he's like, no, I've got mine here. He's like, oh, it must be mine then. Oh, yep, fell out of my pocket here. I got must have a hole. And puts it down. And I'm presuming that's, that is his latch key? Or is that the key that was in her purse? I honestly can't. Because there is something about how, what it boils down to is he just needs to trick Tony into being locked out of his apartment. Yeah, we'll get there. And if, well, that's, that's what all the key yeah. stuff boils but down I, to. I, I still and don't if he know remembers, why he, he did that with his Yeah, key. it's... But whatever. Well, watching it, it makes sense, but in yeah. the recollection of it, I'm sure if I'd watched this a million times in my whole life, I could explain it to you, but just out first blush, but yeah. It does line up, but it's, yeah, just trying to explain it to somebody else. So, bit, yeah. I guess there... Why is the Ashk case brought up? Oh, because I think I missed that Tony's making, making up a story note. about why he's got the money. Well, no, like, well, as as the as the constable is is grilling Tony about where he got the money. Fucking Mark is in the other room, sees the attache case, starts for so I can't remember exactly why, B, but he becomes suspicious. The attache case, he opens it up. Yeah. Well, they start talking about the attic missing the blue attache case. Oh, I think that's there. what it is. Yeah, because like but there's why something did they about really talking about. I can't because he says there's something about how it was missing or some shit. Yeah, it was missing, and that like they know it belongs to Tony, but it's now it's missing, and then it's when he turns around and realizes that the blue attache case yeah. is sitting next to him. He goes, he goes to open it up, and he, he sees it's full locks, of money. Yeah. That's when he just finds comes out and fucking says, "Hey, constable, hey, look what hey, I just found in the Hey, room. look here, inspector. And then, tons of money. This, I do love Tony managed to turn this around. We're like, do you think this is it? He sunk, but no, he's still like, oh, wow, why do I have my, oh, my missing attache case is actually in my room with all this money that I told you. I forget, how does he explain away having all that money? Well, the the inspector's like, fuck, I don't care about the murder, you guys. I just want to know about this money. Yeah. And uh, Tony's like, uh, he was like, this. well, this money, she was going to use 
to pay the blackmail guy, oh, but she wound was, up yeah. killing him instead. Okay. Um, and so that's all he, he's been living off of that because I guess their assets are frozen since yeah. the trial and stuff. So like Mark that. is like, fuck you! <laughs> yeah, Mark knows what's leaves. going on. Yeah, Mark now is now officially suspicious, but yeah. <laughs> so he leaves in a huff. <laughs> and the inspector's like, oh, I say, oh, boy, would you mind looking out the window and making sure that loony American is gone? I don't want to be bothered by him yeah. as I leave. So he goes into the bedroom to look out the window to see the front of the house to see if Mark is still there. And while he's doing that, the inspector swaps their trench coats. Yeah, which and, again, I still not can't quite. Well, exactly... that's because Mark's key is in. Oh, that's oh, I I got it now. <laughs> okay. So yeah. the reason he dropped the key on the ground and is like, "Oh, is this yours?" is be- so he could see where Mark had his key because Mark takes his out of the his coat pocket and is like, "Nope, here mine oh, is." Oh, is that okay? And puts it back. Oh, I didn't get so that. Then okay. He- I just realized it. Yeah. So then he knows where that key is, so he was able to swap the two. Okay. So then Mark has a key that doesn't work on the front, or T- Tony has a key that doesn't work on the front Which door. Which sets up the whole thing about how he can't get into the apartment later, and yeah. then they can so, figure out if he knows where the hidden key was. Yeah, yeah if yeah, he knows yeah. where the, yeah, okay. So, uh, so the inspector leaves, and fucking Tony just downs a bunch of booze and be like, oh, fuck, oh. <laughs> I can't handle this stress. Long day Who would have thought trying to murder your wife and then frame her for the murder that happened would be so stressful? Again, if he had just pretended not to be home, none of this shit would have happened, but yeah. So then take, instead of taking the briefcase, he just fucking loads all of his pockets <laughs> up with the money and takes it to the goes off to take it to the bank to deposit it before anything happens. And it's like, he was so worried about like his wife like leaving him for Mark and leaving him desolate, but he's got what? What is it, like... $36,000 in ones or something? Something like what that, was yeah. it? Let me see. I didn't write down... $24,000 in ones, Which, basically. especially in British time. Yeah. Well, British no, it's time. a it's $1,000 back then. Yeah. But he's he's obviously can hoard money. He just... Okie dokie. He's got a lot of money there. And I don't like the fact that the thing that makes... Essentially is his undoing and causes the uh, fucking uh, constable to be suspicious. It's one, most, one of the most obvious things you could ever do. The fact that he starts spending so much money immediately after his wife's arrest. Yeah. Too. And you think he was this careful all the way up until now to fight... Like, his his downfall is... That's one of the few things I didn't like about the movie. is really kind of obvious and... I like, not his official downfall, but the thing that gets the cops suspicious enough that causes downfall is just kind of like I was a little bummed to find out that it was because so, he was sloppy with money despite yeah. being so so well, good with so it up until now. He but, leaves, yeah. and the cop comes back, uses Tony's key to get back into the apartment, yeah. goes up to the phone, and is like, "How about here, O'Brien? Got back in again. The key worked. Get the <laughs> ball rolling." Uh, Which this is why this I get confounded by this movie. By get yeah. the ball rolling, to me, meant, okay, get what's-her-face from America, break her, let her out of jail, ship her back to but England, and we're going to do a trick. That's why your your whole, oh, send her back to where she came but from statement from doesn't work. But it doesn't work because it didn't send her back to America. Even it just then, means ta- how... she didn't have life, now she has life, we're going to send her back to not how life. How is a random police constable, even if she was just sent to a British jail, is he going to have the clout to let her out of the jail the day before she's executed. It was different in the 60s. Just to do a trick. To, like, it's different in the 60s. I don't think 60s. that's going to happen. Yeah. Different in your 60s. And the only th- people there to protect her and make sure she runs away are two like detectives who sit in a car and like l- gladly let her out of their eyesight. It's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Well, I, they seem pretty sure with what they're doing. I mean, Grant, she's like in a comatose state. She's yeah. just like walking around going, 
Oh, I love soup. So it just doesn't seem like she's a risk for running or anything like that, but it's still like, so, well, uh, she know. shows up, but her key don't work on the front door. Yeah. And also Mark shows up at some point. Yeah, she walks out and of comes back. The, 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 the back projected world into the real world. Yeah. Because <laughs> every outside shot in this movie is some kind of rear projected like weirdness. Yeah. But yeah, she comes in and she's yeah, like the detectives wait in Mark, the car while she and, comes in. Yeah, and... Mark's in there also. Yeah. He's like, What's going on? He's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, I forget how Mark gets Come back. I, I think he maybe comes back to talk to Tony, but the cop lets him in and so they're waiting and it's a whole yeah. Yeah. Um so the constable's like, we think your hi- husband hired Mr. Swan to kill you. And uh, she takes it well, step off of her lip and all that. She's like, oh, oh really? And she, but she goes, I don't feel anything. Shouldn't I break down or something? And Mark goes, it's delayed in reaction. In a couple days, you'll have the most wonderful breakdown. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's something to look forward to. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Man, we already blew past one of my other favorite scenes, too, is when... Uh, before uh, Tony even leaves the apartment for the first time, when he's forced to explain what happened to the suitcase, when he kind of like does, he kind of goes along with like what Tony's suspicions are and does essentially does kind of admit to what he did to the constable and to and to what's the other oh, guy's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, Mark. But I love how he's just like, oh yeah, so sure, I'm sure I'm I, I hired Mark or uh, yeah. Leslie Swan to murder blah blah blah. I just Leslie like Swan. Leslie, yeah, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, we passed good. by that, but and yeah. And at some point, he was he even like, actually sits on his own bed right next to the suitcase. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, sure, I did it, whatever, yeah. And, and he, he, he just, asked the constable. Make... He, he does ask the constable before he leaves. He's like, would anybody have believed that story? And the constable's like, no. no. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason what drives Mark crazy because Mark's like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, so anyway, but that's like 15 minutes earlier. But, uh, so um, the we're co- almost at the, the end cop, of the movie. This is kind of like, that, is like the climax so of the film. So I went into the, the, uh, the lockup where your handbag was and I took the key out of your purse and it came back here. I had a hunch and I tried it on the door. I was like, and it, it didn't work. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Swan didn't have anything on him in any of his pockets aside from the letter. And, like, dudes always have their latch key with them. He should at least have that, but he didn't have that. And so uh, I tried it on your door and it didn't work. But then I tried it on Mr. Swan's, like, honey boo boo's lady. Yeah, what the hell that her is. Her girlfriend. Yeah. And it worked on her door. So I was like, hmm. So then I came back and I, I looked for a little bit and it turns out I found a key right here under the rug. See what happened. Let me make sure that I'm not skipping over anything. No, this is this is yeah, no, this is this is the crux of what yeah. Yeah. So what happened was uh so, so the, yeah. So so Leslie yeah, Swan used the key, but then he put it back yeah. under the under the un, under the carpet uh stair. Yeah. And 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 Tony was expecting him to do that when he left, and since he hadn't left, he had murder there. Yeah. He thought he still had the key on him. So he assumed that the key on Swan's body was the key that he gave him, not he didn't realize it was actually Swan's own personal key. Yeah, for his so own the house. key is still under the mat, just waiting there. Yeah. So he accidentally took yeah. So her her showing up, trying to unlock the door, but then leaving and, and not going for the key under the carpet no. yeah. is what she so that meant she didn't know that the key was there, or else she would have grabbed that and exactly, walked, used yeah. it to unlock her apartment. Um. So yeah, the whole whoever goes for that key shows either if you don't know what's there, then you really weren't in on what happened. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah I like it. He's uh uh the constable's talking about it, and he's like, I I took the key from your your purse, most irregular, but my blood was up. <laughs> <laughs> explanation of all the shit he's doing again what 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 he's doing at the end of this movie really makes 
It makes sense. For, I understand why he's doing it, but I don't believe he has the power to do that. But I do yeah. like it. My blood was up. Yeah. And hey, he does save the day. He, he, you yeah. know, yeah, he was not wrong. So, um, so, but then Tony starts to come back, but then he looks like he forgot something and leaves yeah. again. And then Constable's like, "Phew, close call there. Let me continue with my exposition." <laughs> uh, so this is a cute little movie. Yeah. Um, she's like, he tells her all this. Yeah, and she's like, Mark, I think I'm having that meltdown now. <laughs> and you weepy, weepy. Uh, and the constable's like, so if your husband comes back, he's got my key. Now, he's going to go and get your purse from the police station because his spare key's in your purse. And if he thinks that key, that key won't work on the door because it doesn't work. Yeah. So if he does that and then he grabs the key from the hiding place that Swan got it from, then we know. That he hid it there for Swan. That he arranged all this, and yeah. And his goose is cooked. So, uh... I, d- I do love that Tony essentially hangs himself by having the forethought of getting the key out of Swan's pocket when he's dead and putting it yeah. into uh, Margot's purse. And that, that, that I love that. That's, so that's what fucks Tony up. shows back up, uh, tries the door, doesn't work, starts to leave, but then he stands at the front stoop and like, Man, what the fuck is It this? is weird that, like, yeah. Good there. So presumably, what he's realizing is that the key, because yeah, why wouldn't the key? Why wouldn't Margot? He took it out of Swan's pocket. That must be Swan's personal. Yeah, he realizes that's when he realizes it's Swan's personal key, and that's when he decides to get the uh, the spare key out of the beneath the carpet on the stairs. So then he opens the door, and everything's dark inside, and the door swings open, and then. Surprise! Happy birthday! He screams, oh shit, runs away. He actually makes a fucking well, no. fat yeah. Jimmy Stewart hole in the wall. <laughs> it's, surprise! Wife and Mark standing there eyeballing you. And yeah, then, surprise! It looks really surprise, pissed at him too, yeah. Inspector standing at the desk looking pissed at you. And so he opens the door to try to bolt. Surprise! Detective standing uh-huh. at the door. And then he just kind of Slowly closes the door back up. Yeah, closes the door, goes over, makes himself a drink, yeah, and that's pours how himself the movie a drink, ends. And yeah. he says, uh, as you said, Mark works on paper. Margot, would you like a drink? And she's like, "Yes, I could go. I could do with something." <laughs> Mark, as uh, as could I, Inspector. I suppose you're still on duty. And he's dialing the phone. You know, and come arrest this guy. And then he takes out a little comb and starts combing his mustache. <laughs> and then it's the end. <laughs> This movie's cute. It's got personality. I was really surprised at how much I liked this movie. <laughs> I got a good ass movie that ends with a, like a fancy British constable just like <laughs> combing his combing mustache. his mustache, being so self satisfied. <laughs> I solved the case. I am so smart. <laughs> Fade out. I solved it all. <laughs> In fact, actually, instead of even cutting to black, it just had him just like being so happy with himself as the camera as the credits start to roll. That was a good little movie. I was judging. I, I I hope other Hitchcock movies can live up to this thing. Yeah, yeah. I doubt they're gonna be as whimsical as this one. Though. This is pretty whimsical, and I love yeah, I love this the is claustrophobic like British... little wait little. Uh, I don't know if he story. talked like this. Was Alfred Hitchcock British? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, and that's why he's like, I love the soup in my <laughs> face. <laughs> that's why I, I put it in there all the time. He's, he's one of those fat guys okay. who talks like yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit like that yeah that was a fucking good movie that's a good fucking movie yeah I don't know if Hitchcock could ever live up or a Psycho could ever live up one of this. one of the better things I've chosen you think so yeah okay 
I've chosen a lot of stuff that I go into being like, yeah, that could be good. <laughs> well, and then especially you hear so much about Hitchcock. It's nice to actually see that like a movie lives up to the reputation. Granted, it wasn't really suspenseful or anything that no, he's known for. No, but again, for. just any even like I said, some of the actors like the main guy is not that interesting, but it looks re- really what written really. Well. Grace Kelly was actually pretty good. Yeah, even though she's harsh, much more. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a good story, well executed, and it's just yeah, it, it's a pretty quick movie. It's only an hour and a half long, yeah. and that first nice thirty and snappy minutes, and you're like move fast. Shit, well, keep, tables keep on turning and shit. The more you like the way they reveal shit and like I'd watch things this one have again. layers that get pulled away and yeah, like it's complicated. But me. it's not so complicated that you can't necessarily follow along. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it just well, it's well crafted little suspense movie. Yeah. I mean, even though it's not that suspenseful, but a little murder mystery. Yeah. Not even a mystery because you know exactly yeah. what's happening. Yeah. It's it's fun to watch it all fall apart in front of him and watch that him is desperately like try. I to fucking ho- hang it together. Eat that shit up like it's chocolate peanut butter ice cream that I was eating with my bare hands. Someone with a complicated plan that falls apart. I love that shit. Like even the fact that uh, like he didn't have a backup plan for yeah. in case shit went awry. Like, what if somebody happened to be coming home at that exact time and heard the struggle inside his place and burst through the door to save her? Yeah. What he do then? Well, I love how good he is on thinking on his toes. And yeah. it's actually the fact that he's so good at, even though he he was really stupid and didn't seem to, he he didn't, he wasn't forward-thinking enough to, to imagine what would happen if any of this stuff goes wrong. Uh, but I love the fact that it's his attention to detail that fucks him up, because, like, the whole swapping the key thing is is like that's what trips him up in the end yeah. it's actually overcompensating for the fact that the plan has gone wrong that he's trying to fix things that actually ends up fucking himself up at the end which is also kind of nice so yeah it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and the dude's a villain so it's it's even better when you see the technically the main character like essentially hung by his own petard because yeah. he's an asshole he's trying to kill somebody yeah. and I guess Mark and Margot live happily ever after. <laughs> Who would have thought a, a movie about trying to kill your wife would be so whimsical and fun? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel <laughs> still feel bad for Margot because Margot yeah. gets gaslit for so much of this oh, goddamn she's movie. She's fucked up for a long time. Jesus Christ! But I would like but to think Mar- that the- <laughs> Mark's gonna get a nice book out of the deal. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> oh god! And then the constable gets to he gets to officiate their marriage. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But that was a cute little movie. Yeah. 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 Um. The, the, it was based off a play by uh, playwright Frederick Knott, who also scripted the film. Good job. Uh, the play, play actually debuted two uh, movies uh, two years before the movie came out on the BBC as a TV movie. Hmm. Uh, Dial M for Murder happened when another film with Hitchcock's longtime producer fell apart, and Warner Brothers offer, offered Hitchcock this script. Uh, the movie was shot in uh, 3D, but shown almost exclusively in 2D because... Uh, between the time that the movie started production and when it came out in theaters, the 3D movie craze had already begun to die out. Just like today. Yeah, seriously, yeah. And, yeah, my last note was the giant foam finger. (laughs) Yeah, foam finger. But, yeah, I would be curious to see this in 3D. I guess uh, recently, since the Blu-ray came out, some theaters have been showing it in 3D with the modern Mm. polarized glasses. It's not the red red and uh, blue thing. But that would be kind of... Just just for the novelty. Especially for a 3D movie that's not trying... To be 3D, 3D looked you. like back then. Yeah. Because I don't know what it looked like. I don't know how good it was or yeah. depth of field or any of that shit. Creature from Black Lagoon was shot around right at the same time, and that's in 3D. And I have the Blu-ray of that, but I think it actually does come with glasses. But who owns a 3D TV Well, anymore? that's the thing. I think it's shown in, in the way where it's... I think it's got the red and blue glasses and actually shows... Oh, yeah. Like, it's that... If uh, you want to try to replicate that at home, but yeah. Give yourself a nice headache? Yeah. Nice. But yeah, no. I'm yeah, glad, that, glad that worked out for you. 
We didn't talk about what you do next time. That's because I haven't entirely decided what I'm going to do <laughs> next time. Uh, oh, that's perfect. why I was like dragging this out. Okay, uh-huh. so okay, we both have one project apiece before Halloween kicks in, and we before already October have kicks in, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we each both get a non-Halloween related project. We have a rough ideas of what we're going to be doing for Halloween, so we don't have to worry about that so much. Yeah. And so yeah, I have one project to choose before uh, October kicks in. And I was thinking about doing Silent Running, but you've been talking about me doing Homestar Runner. Do you want to save that for November? Because you, it's because this is the first time I've accepted essentially an assignment from you, so you have to decide how what. Because I thought Homestar Runner was a web. Well, comic. you did say, you did say last time we recorded, you do. Uh, oh no! What did I do? In the mood for love, I'll, and I'll do Homestar Runner if you watch that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, that, I'm I'm a, I'm a lock for Homestar Runner. Yeah, no, it's not a webcomic. It's a flash-based cartoon. Is it always? I thought I thought I thought there were cartoons. I thought the Strong Bad emails just supplemented like the webcomic. I thought it was no, a webcomic. No, 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 no. Never. Uh, it's the so uh, one of much, the brothers chat. How much webtoons are there? There's a lot. See, that's what I'm wondering. Do I have to watch them all? No. Do I, like. But the thing about Homestar Runner is, once you start one, you can't stop. They're <laughs> all so good. Even though I went to the website last night, and I clicked the button that said Tunes, and it took me to a half-hour-long strong band thing, and I'm like, this is funny. Oh, that that was probably... But how many of these are there? It was, a, it was 31 minutes and like 52 seconds. Was that the answering machine? The most recent one that they updated? I'm not quite sure I have to check. I would assume if it's the most recent, unless it's all randomized. Yeah, no, most of them are like, at That's most six thought. minutes. But, yeah, you have to decide for me what I'll the give, scope Yeah, I'll give you a list of shit, because there is kind of an order you should watch yeah. them in. But that might take you a while, so maybe not next not, time. No, it won't take me too long. But, like, maybe I'll some... give you a list of things, and then I'll just keep adding to it. So, are you saying that should be my next project, Homestar Runner? Yeah, because then I get to do all my uh, Homestar well, Runner impressions. I have to watch all this stuff in two weeks, so you better get me that list ASAP. Yeah. Okay, Homestar Runner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Runner. And it holds up so good. I think I know what I'm going to do after that, too, because uh, for Halloween, we have four weeks, two projects apiece. Yeah. And then we have one episode between the end of Halloween and Election Day, and I'd like to what? do Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, because uh, that'll be the one episode that airs right before Election Day. Mm. And it's nice, supposedly one of the nicest political movies out there, so that'll be cool. So. Okay. So, yeah, Homestar Runner first, though. Yay! Pase Loed. Yeah. That's all I know. Save Loed. That's Save. all I know about Homestar Runner is from the Wii game. Yeah. And when you went to the save screen on the Wii game, it said Save Load because it said Save Load. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's how. What's the guy's name? Homestar strong Runner? Bad. Strong Bad. Strong Bad. Because they're strong, sad. Yeah. They're strong, the bad. Yeah, that's the brother. They're all the brother strong. Who's the guy who sounds like your impression of Homestar Runner? Homestar Runner. Oh, is that actually the, <laughs> actually the character's name? Uh, yeah. He's Homestar Runner. He's a terrific <laughs> athlete. Everybody loves him. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know Strong Bad. Yeah. It started. I thought it was Homestar oh, Runner starring yeah. Strong Bad. I thought Strong no. Bad was like the main character. Strong Bad's like the reason you go to the site, but Homestar Runner, I think he's my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the one you always do impression of. I, I always do Strong Bad. But you Strong Bad. But like, I, I hear you talk like. You get your Homestar Waddle. You gotta go talk like that. You gotta talk like. You got Homestar Waddle. And then you got Strong Bad who's down there. And you got uh, Coach Z, who's up there. You talk like that. You got an accent. Say anything wrongs. I don't know any uh, of <laughs> And you got the king of town. He's, king the, of town. he's the king of town. I, 
this will be an interesting experiment. Yeah. Well, I like it. Strong sound. We've done movies, sound. we've done TV shows, we've done video games, and now we're going to do web series, comic, whatever mm-hmm. the shit. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be, cool. be a lot to talk about with them, too. I get to review a whole website, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Before Flash completely dies. Oh, man. Did they, did they archive all the old comics on there, YouTube? Because I don't There's see a that. pretty much. Between them and uh, fans, it's all been Is this uploaded where to YouTube pretty much. Came from? Yes. I've the heard Burninator. vague rumor of Trogdor. And other Dude, people so, act like I'm I'm an I'm a Luddite because I don't know what that I'm like, what the fuck is Trogdor? The brothers the brothers chaps are a perfect encapsulate. They're kind of like perfect for you and I because they love the same shit that we do. There's yeah. a lot of like eighties and seventies inside jokes, like which makes that, sense, yeah. That you'll like a lot of Atari shit that you'll really like, but they also did a lot of like any <laughs> a lot of Yars revenge jokes. Yeah. yeah. Like uh so every like uh uh front page, every time you loaded it up it would do like a different like screen that you could check pick yeah. tunes, emails and all that stuff. And there was an old school like Atari looking one. And the duck chases strong bat across the string from adventure. Oh, and he that's says, great. Somebody get this freaking duck away from me! It's good shit, man. Well, how it's would I so watch good. that? Would I just have to go to the Wayback Machine and find old archives? No, it's of, all like, on well, the website. What the front of the website looks Everything like? Everything is oh, on Oh, it's their still website. on their current. Cause yeah. Was the website ever done? Because I know uh, Homestar Runner just came back in the last year or two. It's always been up. Oh, it's always been up? Yeah. They're just updating. Okay. Yeah, just okay. I don't know if they had a new website. No. The website I was looking at last night did not look new. <laughs> it looks like something from like GeoCities fucking 1998. Well, that, that might have been a. They got like. It's a tiny website on the otherwise empty screen, but well, it's like. Well, you gotta remember, resolutions were a well, lot different. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm assuming. That, yeah. like, that's why it looks like it looks like it would be so old, because it's. It, yeah, exactly, for a lower resolution monitor. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, yeah, next time, Homestar Run. Yay! God, what the fuck did you get me into? Oh, good stuff. Yeah, you dropped the list stuff. of stuff. Have people listening? Well, actually, by the time you guys would hear listen to this, we may. Oh, we'll probably already have recorded the Homestar Runner episode, but. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, feel free to invent a time machine. Go back in time. <laughs> give us your Homestar Runner recommendations, and we'll work them into the episode somehow magically. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Poifect. Poifect. Okay. Perfect. Dial M for murderousness. Dial M for murder. Good times. Good Next time. time's gonna be good times, too. Hitchcock's gonna break my heart, because nothing... Yeah, not that the yeah. movie was that great, but it was, like, set a great precedent. Yeah, it really did. It's all yeah. downhill from here. No, I know, seriously. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll see you guys in... T- I guess until, next week. Yep. Until next time, keep dialing T for tardy to the party and filling them holes with pop culture. So long, everybody. Just imagining a giant hot dog. <laughs> just mashing itself just into the dial. Just dial phone with a giant <laughs> finger. Goodbye. Take care, guys.